The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is the guy riding shotgun, Tony Shaw. Hi, I'm Tony, and I've run out of car-related innuendos to say, so here we go. (laughs) How about vroom vroom, motherfucker? There you go. I'll take it. There you go. All right, today, uh, oh, well, this series of Old Space Show, uh, that car is Kit. Uh, We talk about him and his man, uh, Michael Knight, on the first season of Knight Rider. Uh, Today, we're here to discuss episode 14, Hearts of Stone. In this episode, Michael infiltrates the Corazones de Piedras, who are dealing with the uh, the Nun X-19, a powerful new automatic assault weapon. Unfortunately, he misplaces the money he is supposed to use to obtain the X-19. All right. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, the Knight Rider theme as done in Benny Hill style. I like it. All right. This was directed by Jeffrey Hayden. First of five, he'll direct. He did his career as a load of TV, but the coolest thing is he did uh, Batman 1966. He directed. Oh, yeah. Two episodes, which is obviously part one and part two. Um, That's street cred for me uh, written by robert <laughs> foster who writes 13 episodes of night writer but produces 71 episodes of the show Boom. and it stars david hasselhoff edward mulher patricia mcpherson william daniels mary mccusker rudy ramos jeff cooper sam vlahos and zito kazan uh yeah so this one opens with Michael having this secret meeting with a, a priest and then uh, going over some things for the episode. And then he, we see the semi and he, him docking on it to meet with Devin and Bonnie. And uh, Bonnie has an adorable little pink jumpsuit on. Like it's like a night. It's like if you bought a mechanic suit for like a onesie night type thing, <laughs> that's what it kind of looked like pajama, uh, pajama, like mechanic outfit it's like uh it's like if the girls do like the like like the ladies these days kind of kind of sometimes phone in their cosplay right like oh right. sexy mechanic yeah right? like okay like it's not functional at all but right it's, you're in the ballpark so partial credit. yeah <laughs> it's not it's, it's not quite going for super sexy it's like kind of like they're like it's a weird it's a it's a costume choice uh the so they're going over this thing this x19 which is an illegally manufactured super oozy uh and 
Michael mentions, he goes, yeah, it looks like something out of Buck Rogers or Star Wars. And to that, mm. I said, I was like, not, not Star Crush, David. Not, yeah, not the, not the, not the Star Wars knockoff you were in. Let's not, keep it, keep it close to home here. Not Battlestar Galactica. Like, come on, yeah. come on now. Oh, or it could have been that for the show. Runner, who's, yeah. yeah, who's not tooting their own horn here? Yeah, like, take, your, take your opportunities. Come on, you guys, <laughs> you know, that would have fit Galactica. It would have sure. fit. Yeah. <laughs> But no, nope. They would Buck Rod, Buck Rogers. Maybe it was like a dig at those. Maybe that's what they were saying. I, I suppose it could have been. So, well, this so this episode really is kind of all about a lot of behind the scenes changes. This is where you get you get several shifts in the series in this episode. Like this, like uh, you significantly like Devin in particular. His attitude mm-hmm. kind of starts to change. You know, like he's in the first thirteen episodes here. He's very like. You know, he's tolerant of Michael, but he's always skeptical and he's always kind of like disdainful of him. And he's much more like supportive moving forward here. This is this is you get a you get a Devin shift. You get a lot of kit Mm -hmm. visual shifting, including the red voice box is gone now. Now Kit moves to the voice modulator, the three line voice modulator, which is the inverse of what we saw with Carr episodes back. Um, So there's a lot of uh, kits. Kits um, graphics are also better uh-huh. on his dashboard this, there's a, several several changes in this episode to kind of move things forward to the future of night rider yeah they're getting uh, they we're here for the hall maybe they got like a second season order already and they're like all right we're going yeah. for this um because this show was wildly popular um and it's it's funny because i think it was not to crash and burn but like it ran for four seasons it didn't quite or it ran for four or five did it, get, it got to a hundred, I think. I think so. I'm, I'm, yeah. So, um, actually, no. I think it was just four. Okay. Um, but so somewhere, I think you know, I think just the concept, people just got tired. That's, yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah. You, you have to keep it fresh here. This is. I mean, you know, you have to keep things fresh and exciting. This is also the first uh, episode where we saw the the brand spanking new mm-hmm. uh, the the mobile trailer. Now the generic white trailer is replaced right? by the flag mobile unit the big fancy black trailer now so yeah there's definitely been a step up in uh in in production cost and value probably here so, so yeah they're they're stepping up the game a little bit for those listeners going night rider ran for four seasons and 86 episodes it didn't make the, okay. the goal so of 100 which was like oh syndication 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 it was close enough that somebody would buy it but yeah. 100 was the goal for any television show back in the day now it doesn't matter with streaming but back in the day 100 episodes would get you probably your show to play three times through the year um that that was the goal so you had a lot to offer to other networks and stuff um kit uh they go to texas they don't go to mexico but kit gets confused and like <laughs> Michael goes into a place uh, during his investigation and like he goes, Michael, don't drink the water. He's like, we're not in Mexico, Kit. We're in Texas. He goes, I hear mariachis. I'm like, oh, dude, get. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> and he had another one where he's like, Michael said something and he's like, De nada. How's that? I'm like, Kit, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we can only explain away so much by you not having human emotions. Oh, here. That you could still have racism 
pretty clearly. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm sure it was a hoot for American audiences back in 1982. Let's not deny that they were probably like, ah, ah, ah. you're uh, right. And for your eagle-eyed viewers, too, even though we have had a significant increase in some of the production values that we just talked about, about like uh, the graphics and things like that, mm-hmm. even the scenes where they're driving around in Texas, a lot of the cars mm-hmm. that kids passing still have California license plates. Right. Like we're not we're not paying that close of attention. Like it's just it's just another day at the office here on the on the back lot. So <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, there is a uh, drive by shooting scene with a pickup truck we're using the X-19 like that thing's clearly out the window. And we're like uh, for a moment earlier. Um, one thing I like about this episode to jump a bit forward here um, is Michael runs into it. There's this woman involved. And of course there is set up. Oh, <laughs> this is, this is Michael's damsel floozy, but it flips like, cause Michael gets this money. He's supposed to use for this deal tri- thing. Um, and it gets stolen from him, but it's the woman that he was investigating about stuff. Um, and she was the, you know, the innocent girl that we see every week on this show, but she ends up being not quite the villain, but at least for a moment, she's a cog in this. Um, and she's in love with this guy um, that they can't be together. They need to move from town and the, knowing that the money was there, they'd be able to get out of there and um, have money as well. So they took the advantage. Yeah, it was an interesting an interesting subplot of the device, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was interesting. Again, I give the writers, uh, I don't know if there was writers on this episode, like there was last episode. I, I doubt it, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I give them credit for, for shifting things up and uh, not doing just the same thing week over week over week. Mm-hmm. And these two like kind of hold Michael at, you know, like, like Michael's like, well, I need this money or whatever, but there's kind of a, contention between him and then and then there's the overall contention with the what the cartel or something going on uh or some sort of like gang with this um but it's mainly about some star-crossed lovers with this um x19 deal that are in the middle of it and yeah i mean people and and not really her people but yeah yeah it's another episode we this is the the, the third episode now in a row where we've had some sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, international flavor mixed into the main plot point, right? Like mm-hmm. last last week's episode, it was another, it was a central, it was a Latin American country. The week before that, I think it was g- generic, unnamed third world countries, right. but we're, we're getting more we're of an international, border. yes, that's right, international flair here. We're trying to, maybe maybe they got tired of, you know, doing the same close to home things or, you know, they wanted to make sure that not all the bad guys were american bad guys you know you can have some international bad guys too out mm-hmm. there and stuff so i don't know <laughs> yeah. there was a cool point so the girl first we first get her to be revealed because she shows up at the drop and steals the money and gets in a helicopter to go and there's a point where they're fighting and michael tries to get out to jump like he jumps on the helicopter you get this like really awesome like pov shot of like michael's hands reaching up to the helicopter which feels like they're you know going for it a bit more um yeah they're doing and michael like hanging out the top of kit 
uh, doing. This is the yeah. This is the second episode now that Michael has jumped from kit to copter. We had one earlier, uh, mm-hmm. a few episodes back now, where there was a much more, was much more low stakes, low speed chase. It felt like, but yeah. And then of course he he got into the helicopter and managed to throw out the pilot and pilot over since they were conveniently located over a pond. They fell harmlessly into the water, but but yeah, this is uh you know similar where you've got that that helicopter chase. And once again, uh, I don't take offense to much editing problems. I take it all with a grain of mm-hmm. salt, but this episode after the helicopter chase is done, kids driving or, you know, towards the conclusion, kids driving down a dirt, a dirt road. And this happened last week too, which I forgot to mention. It's happened several times now where they're driving down a dirt road or rough patches They're They are off-roading it it's very clearly off-road yep. and you still get the, the tires are screeching like he's on a pavement. I'm like, yeah. you have to stop <laughs> like, like Foley guys, you have to stop adding it just because it sounds cool and exciting. Like he's right. not on it. And there's no way these tires are screeching. They have nothing to screech against. Please stop. But it's so obsequious. Stop it's it. so it's right there. Bad, bad Foley guys. Bad. <laughs> Yeah, you got some like gravel peeling stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I mean, some engineer like, yeah, go go down the hall and borrow from the Dukes of Hazard guys. Like, they <laughs> definitely have off roading noises. Like, go borrow some of their stuff. It's but, it'll be fine. Don't take the slide whistle, and we don't need Waylon Jennings. <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked that we didn't get. A, I'm trying to remember if these shows are on. Were, Dukes of Hazard more late seven. I'm trying to remember I if these shows were physically Dukes on Hazard at the same. Would have been ending. Yeah, like night. how did we not? How do we not get a crossover? Like, if you can get the Flintstones meeting the Jetsons, how do we not get Kit meeting the General oh, Lee? Like, that well, makes no sense to me. <laughs> so, Dukes, of, like Knight Rider, happened like in the middle of Dukes of Hazard because Dukes of Hazard went oh. from seventy nine to night to nineteen eighty five. So they both about ended at the same time and Dukes of Hazzard went for 146 episodes. Yeah. How did this not happen? Like, how do we not jump the shark and get these two cars together? I don't, I genuinely don't know how that didn't happen. (laughs) That is strange. That is very interesting. But alas, it was not to be. That's that's wild. wild. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Kit also tells Michael when he's trying to figure out how to, push off telling that he lost the money like because i'm not constitutionally constructed to lie it's like okay just be borderline racist that's all yeah um then michael michael does have a big heart to heart like which i kind of like about like michael uh with the woman in it where he's like because she's you know giving her damn sob story but he's like you can't make a new start till you clean up this clean this one up first because there's a lot going on about this money he's like there's more than just you and roberto at stake and he's like passionate hassle it's very serious so i was like yeah "Yeah." i was like it's a pretty big moment there so um michael also gets tricked in this when um there's this guy that's a drug leader gun runner leader named emil uh, they go. He goes to the uh, one side of the bad guy's ha- house, and uh, he comes out, and it's like, "Hey, uh, he's a friend of Emil's too. You're a friend of Emil." He's like, "Oh yeah, um, that yeah, Emil. Yeah, I don't like going down there. Uh, haven't seen him in a while." And he leaves, and it's like, "Yep, you don't know me because I am Emil, <laughs> and I've just gotten out of prison." Um, and. Uh, there's also oh god michael had a bad line here too um 
Devin goes, Devin shows up to talk to Michael about things to tell him about Emil getting out of prison. He goes, I happen to be in the neighborhood. And Michael's like in his like boxers at this hotel. And he's like, and I happen to be a high wire walker on my way to the circus. <laughs> like classic Devin does Michael. get progressively kind of, yeah, he gets, it gets saltier, uh, saltier and saltier as, as, yeah. as things progress here. So, <laughs> yeah. So this, this one, um, this one ends in this big shootout. Um, and, and cause like Roberto's family convinces him, you know, like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta put up here with this stuff. Um, you're originally involved in. And so she and Michael, the girl, and Michael show up to it in the middle of the shootout and she just runs in the middle of it screaming for Roberto. I'm like, you dumbass! Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, but luckily Kit comes in, grabs her, and they're bulletproof, and they end up taking care of everybody. And uh, Michael has some strings pulled for Roberto at the end so they can be happy. And uh, Devin then says, all I need to learn now is the Texas two-step. Mike, he says, yeah, I would have thought you would prefer a, a mm-hmm. Viennese waltz or something. Yeah, I mean, like, we get it. He's He's, he's European, like... Again, we're very, we're treading that very thin like racism line across the board here. So what, oh, it, it is what it, it is for, for the eighties. It is what it is. We so. get it one more time from Kit at the end when Bonnie <laughs> shows up in a dress and he goes, yes. "Bonnie, I I chi chi wa," <laughs> and I was like, so "Oh bad. God." So bad. Oh. I was like, show off. I'm like, what are we showing off? The racist overtone. Yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> well, and then there's this hillbilly guy we haven't talked about. He shows up in this little hot rod wanting to race Michael, and Michael decides to get in kit and do it and leaves him in the dust. But <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few, like, most episodes have like these funny it has this some some comedy kind of inserted this mm-hmm. episode was very very serious up until that little oh, bit yeah. uh, with the with the race challenge it was a very serious episode like like take your take your emmy clips from here and then move on i guess you know whatever so yeah but that's what yeah uh, but this was a pretty action packed um di- i i like the left turn they take us having been 14 deep now and like, okay, they're comfortable with Michael meeting some girl and then, you know, helping her out or something. And then, boom, she turned on him. But they couldn't go all the way. She's actually a good person doing Ooh, it for a good, good reason. But, you know, there you go. it was interesting enough. It was. It worked. I liked. Good action. It's good. Yep. Yep. Uh, we're definitely, this is, this is the part of the seasons in these 24 episode hour long, like it can feel like a slog. And we talked mm-hmm. about that in the last couple of weeks, uh, immediately post sweeps there where it felt a little right. slog ish, but they're definitely doing a great job of keeping things fresh and entertaining. This is, a, this is a show. I feel like that could have very easily fallen into the, same thing week after week car chase right something goes wrong michael has to get out of the car and beat up a bad guy end of story on to the next one that's just copy mm-hmm. and paste so they're, they're doing a good job of keeping plot wise things fresh from week to week which i which i do appreciate well and i like and we gotta mention too like this is not we what we record this and we do blocks of three so we'll watch three episodes uh within a a, a week's time or so and mm-hmm. we'll record and Night Rider was intended to be watched every whatever night of the week it was on, once a week. Yeah. That's when it was re- intended to be watched. And you watch it, you wait a week, 
you go next one. Sometimes it'll go, it'll end, but you know, it'll go off for weeks at a time because um, they'll take off random weeks here and there. And then there's a break between December and January before it comes back. There'll be a break in like March. So like they, the, the intended model and how people watch TV when this came out was once a week. And this is very right. much leaning on i like i can see this being an incredibly enjoyable show in that format like i think it probably enhances if you just picked it up once a week watched it and and this isn't bad to watch three in a row if i haven't done any three in a row yet i think i've watched two of them back to back for these um at most because i try to watch them give them the chance to be by themselves and give the show the best chance it had because of the limitations but it was it's not like a hey people are going to watch like eight of these in a row no, they might have watched like a two in one night thing randomly yes. on a special. Right. But uh, it's meant to be watched once a week. And I think it it's top notch for that, right? At this point in the show. It's oh, 100%, quite, a, yes. quite a good job. So. Yeah, like you said, yeah, like you said, it's it's intentionally episodic, which is easy to mm-hmm. forget in this day and age of yeah. did if you don't watch seven episodes in a row, like Game of Thrones is the exact opposite of the prime example. Like I know it came out every week on HBO, but I felt like I went back and binged the series and I got infinitely more out of watching six episodes at a time versus watching one, waiting a week, forgetting half people's names and then have to having a seven minute recap before the episode begins. So so, in my old age, I do appreciate the previously on (laughs) I used to never care. And now I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, especially like your Game of Thrones house of dragon where you're like, the, the what's it guy with the this and that yeah mm-hmm. or the, you know this guy but not this guy with this really similar name um, right there's tyrin and tywin and Tyrion, and i'm like i can't keep and i grew up going <laughs> i used to grow up making like thinking like why why don't people know these star trek and star wars characters names it's so easy <laughs> and now i'm like yeah i'm lost um barely remembering character names on even like random you know normal human dramas sure um, <laughs> but yeah it, it's what it is and you know it's funny and, like i always talk to people about classic doctor who i'm like yeah you people have the tendency like to watch a serial in one sitting and like oh i was got long and boring six parts I'm like yeah but those six parts were meant to be watched one week oh 100%. next week the next week and full right. time like it's like so, appointment watching yes right but yeah. yeah it is what it is and if you know how to do mm-hmm. it you know so you can enjoy it watching it with you know in a row too but yeah um so that yeah that'll do it for this episode uh tony um once again um let's shift gears and move on to the horizon let people know where they can keep up with you Sure. So find me all over the social aspect of the internet, your Instagrams and Twitters and whatnots at Tony Schaub. And then you can come hang out with me at sciencefiction.com where I am the senior editor and we talk about all of the things pop culture and nerdy, the books, the TVs, the video games, the series, you name it. We'll talk about it and I'd love to talk about them. So. All right. Hashtag Emil for real. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at brand 4 and work on whysoblue.com. Uh, there is going to be more here um, on the show probably Monday. And then uh, come back here Wednesday for Old Space Show with Tony and myself. Um, more Night Rider Adventures. Breath from Old Space. <laughs> Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world.
the world of Old Space Show. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.